0: Good morning. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday so far. Welcome to the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. We're with you from 6am to 8am Monday through Friday. Certainly glad to see all of you guys on the show thus far and hope that you're having a fantastic Friday morning. Uh, we just want to impart some secret hidden wisdom to you uh, coming from downtown Holy Spirit and hope that it inspires your heart and inspires your soul to go out and have a wonderful day in the name of the Lord. Uh, we're going to jump into um, a prayer really quickly to um, just ask God to bless this show and to bless everything within it today. And afterwards, we're going to jump into our scripture for this morning coming out of John chapter 13. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for gathering us here together to give your name praise, glory, and honor uh, through this live show. We ask, Lord God, that it be none of us and all of you. Lord God, uh, just saturate this show with your presence, with your love, with your grace, with your conviction, uh, with your courage in in encouragement, Lord. Uh, Touch those who don't have a walk with you, that they may grow to love you, bless you, and honor you in both duty and delight. Um, edify and strengthen the believers on today, Lord God, as we <clears throat> commune together on this day to impart uh, the secret hidden wisdom that you have given us by the Holy Spirit, living, resting, ruling, and abiding in us, Lord God. We're so thankful for all the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for every trial that you've carried us through. We ask, Lord God, that you just continue to, inst- to strengthen us and empower us and embolden us to... <clears throat> Uh, delight ourselves in you, and to make disciples, Lord, that we glorify your name in everything that we say and do, uh, that we honor you in, um, in every way, um, and in every decision that we make, every thought that we have, every feeling that we feel. Lord God, may we continue to just be the children of God that you have called us to be, and enlighten us, Lord God, on how to move and navigate in this world in preparation of the life to come. And we thank your son, Jesus Christ, who paved the way for it all by dying on the cross and rising again and crediting his righteousness to us, that we may be called the children of God upon repentance and belief. Lord God, we love you. We bless you and we honor you. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. All right. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on today Um, and hope that you are. um hope that you are feeling well and feeling great and feeling fantastic and we're looking forward to um, going ahead and uh, just jumping into this word on this morning in hopes that it will edify someone's soul on today. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 13 the son of man is glorified verse 31 and God is glorified in him if God is glorified in him If you have love one for another, if we go now to John first John <clears throat> chapter Four, you'll find these words here <clears throat> actually, chapter three, chapter three first. We shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence in God, confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God, and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming in flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now in the world already is little children, you are from God, and have overcome them, for He who is greater who he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, whoever knows God listens to us, whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world that, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us, Many people have come um, on the live in particular, um, but have been asking this question for a while. You know, the question being, what is the evidence that, of God's existence? And we don't have any physical evidence of God himself. Um, God is spirit and therefore must be worshipped in spirit and truth. Um, and so we have no physical evidence of the Almighty God. I mean, he designed it that way. You know, We don't have any evidence of Jesus. We, the believers, believe that Jesus has ascended into heaven. And as a result, we don't have any evidence. We don't have any ocular proof. We don't have pictures. We don't have anything that you know, can prove his existence. You know, cameras weren't created back then. um, And I feel like Jesus did that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because he wants us again to worship him in spirit and in truth. um, To not be able to see and yet still believe. Um, And we walk by faith and not by sight. But in thinking about what evidence we do have, Jesus tells us that, people will know that we are his disciples if we have love one for another. If we have love for the saints and if we have love for the people, all, God's, all of God's people, regardless of whether they're in the kingdom or not. And I feel like that is where we as the believers in God are falling woefully short when it comes to demonstrating the awesomeness and the splendor and the majesty of God. We want so badly, some of us anyway, to show off the power of God by doing miracles and by, you know, um, you know, having the best talent and having the Best deeds and being on platforms and being able to amass crowds and being able to you know show off you know this that and the third and we want to stand on stage and we want to grab the mic and we want to be you know seen and known and we want to be popular for something, but God says for all of us as the believers in God that the way to show the way to for people to know that we are His disciples is by how we show love one to another. He tells us in various places to love your enemies and to, um, you know, and to treat kindly those who spitefully use us, you know, those who insult us, those who, you know, belittle us, those who cast us down, those who persecute us and those who, you know, who, who, you know, treat us so unkindly and treat us meanly. We are to show them the kindness of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, the grace of God. Not that we become doormats and just let people treat us however they want to treat us, but that we treat them with the same type of, um, uh, fervorous, fervorous, if that's a word, forgiveness and love and grace that God has shown us in so much that he died for us. He rose again for us. He was patient with us that that same type of love is the love that we are to show one to another. <laughs> And I feel that and I feel that because of the lack of love that we as the the people of God have have been showing to people especially in this generation more so than any other people can't tell the difference between a Christian and an unbeliever anymore people can't tell the difference between whether you are saved or not saved people can't tell the difference between you know whether we truly are God or whether we're just you know just just saying words you know in our political landscape alone, you have people who will, uh, who will say that they are Christians, they will say that they are believers, and yet they will treat people who don't think like them, who don't feel like them, as if they are the enemy himself, as if they are, the, if they are Satan himself. And will say, how can you say that you're a Christian but you're voting this way? If you're a Christian, you would vote for this person. If you're not voting for him, then you have no dealings with me. And you're talking about cutting off friendships, cutting off relationships, cutting off you know um, contacts with people just because of their political, because, of, because they want to vote a certain way or they want to you know lean a certain way in their own best interests. Not, not not talking about you know you know whether you know you're believing an agenda, but it's about believing in the interest of the person, the person, and whether or not you feel like those that person is going to speak to your interest and speak to what you want to do. But in doing that, we're cutting off you know our love, we cut off our 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 thanksgiving, we we cut off our our forgiveness, we cut off our joy, we cut off our peace from people because they don't go or don't swing the way that we swing. And this is just among the believers. This is just among the believers. This is why people have such a hard time believing anything that we have to say. Because we say that God is love. We say that we are the children of God. And yet some of, the, some of us Christians lack, some, lack, the, lack even the most basic of human compassion for people. If they don't align with what we believe in, if they don't align in our truth, we are quick to hate them. To hate them. And I'm talking about believers. So you're talking about if you don't go to the same type of church denomination that I go to. Or if you don't believe in reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Or if you don't believe in, um, in you know... um. I don't know, you know, women wearing long dresses or if you don't believe, you know, in um, in, you know, uh, women not preaching and women not being pastors. Or if you you don't believe in the same thing that I believe in, then we're not friends. And dang near they say we're not believers. I'm talking about and I'm not talking about the fundamental. I'm not talking about is Jesus Christ the son of God and then, G- and then God raised him from the dead. The fundamental principle that binds all Christians together is simply do you believe in Jesus Christ? And do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Like, that should be the binder that binds us all. But we're, we fall out. We, we are very staunchly opposed to one another because of tenets that are, you know, mind you, some of them might be a little shaky, but they're not foundational. They're, they're not the binder that brings us together, that unites us as a body of believers. We're divided among ourselves so badly that people on the outside are looking at us and saying, "I want to follow him. I want to follow that. Why would I want to follow that? Y'all don't have love for yourselves. How are you? How in the? How in the universe are you gonna ever love somebody like me? Somebody who you know is busted up, broken, disgusted. You know, doing everything that I want to do." Why would anybody within your crew love me? Why would your God love me? Y'all can't even love yourselves. I might as well just stay out here and do what I'm doing out here. I get more love from my people than I would from any church that I go to. And many of us have experienced that church hurt where, you know, we came in. We just wanted to give our lives to God. You know, we, we were tired of the lives that we were living. We wanted to wanted to be cleaned up, wanted to be, you know, righteous. Wanted We heard the gospel truth and were like, yes, this is this is what I want. And then the very people who are supposed to be loving on us, the very people who are supposed to be caring about us, the very people that were supposed to show us the way, you know, be there for us, be our band of brothers and sisters, they're the very ones that are calling us out. They're the very ones that are, you know, treating us unkindly, treating us with such hatred, such vitriol, such meanness. And people then wonder, why don't people want to go to church? Why don't people want to give their lives? Why don't people want to serve? Why don't people want to do? It's because we're not following the very command that God that God gave us to love one another. Not to preach down Jericho, not to sing, you know, sing heaven high, not to um you know, to amass followings and crowds, but to love one another. And um even um the book of Romans speaks on this. give me one second to find it or maybe it's i mean cuz i'm in 1 Corinthians go to Romans I always get those two mixed up <clears throat> Romans chapter 12 verse 9 let love be genuine But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. He tells us in this word, He tells us in this word, love one another. Love love one another be there for one another be kind to one another love your enemies treat them with respect treat them with love treat them with grace treat them with kindness a lot of us as believers as the believers in God we have forgotten how to love people we 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 get we 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 look like and we sound like and we act like the world where we can't have honest dialogue and discourse with one another without tr- trading barbs and insults to one another, because it because it because we're trying so hard to make ourselves feel good, to be right in our own eyes, and we and, and we don't and we've forgotten how to love. I'm not expect we we should we should not expect unbelievers to act like us. And that's something that, I have, that I'm personally working on every single day. So y'all keep praying for your brother because I, I see the effects. I see it happening. I see it working. So pray for your boy. You know? But we are not to act like the world acts. We're not to think like the world thinks. We're not to, you know, to feel like the world feels. We have the mind of Christ. We have the, the heart of Christ resting and ruling inside of us. We should look different than the world we should act differently than the world you know we we even in the chat box alone you have you have unbelievers that'll come in and they'll say the things that they say. They'll they'll levy their insults and they'll levy their um their 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 um their juxtapos- juxtapositions and their you know desires to you know grandstand in an attempt to try to prove us wrong to try to prove us as though we don't know what we're talking about and that we're stupid for believing in fairy tales and all that. God gotta help us to treat them kindly. To treat them with respect. To treat them with love. And how do we do this? By being reminded that God did the same thing for us when Christ died on the cross and rose again. Despite all of the insults that we've levied toward God. Despite all of our open rebellion. Despite all of our sin and our shame. Despite all the things that we've done wrong. Christ thought it not robbery to make himself of no reputation, and to be obedient to God even to death on a cross. So that at the at the um, name of Jesus, every knee's got to bow, and every tongue's got to confess. He's been highly exalted, and he credited that righteousness to us. And because of the loving kindness and mercy and forgiveness that he showed us, we now pour that out onto the landscape of the people that we um that were that we that we engage from one day to the next. Despite how we may be treated. Excuse me. Despite how we may be treated. Despite how we may be ridiculed. Despite how we may be ostracized. Why? Because this is the way in which we show the world who Christ is. By our love for one another. People often ask, where's your evidence of God? Where's your evidence of Christ? Show me evidence. Show me proof. Y'all. We, the believers, are the proof of God's existence. For he said in his word, By this they will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Once again, we say this, uh, we say this time and again, we don't have the empirical scientific proof of God's existence, because God is spirit, and we worship him in spirit and truth. If we are the believers in God, as I'm talking to the believer, so look right at me. I'm talking to you, believer. I'm talking to you, one who claims Christ. You put that on your chest. You put that on your banner. You're carrying your cross. We have been ordered by God, commanded by God. It's a commandment of God that we love one another because the love that we show one to another is the, is the proof that God exists. That is the proof that God has commanded us to show to the world that we act differently from the world we act differently from people who don't have a walk with him we're not to trade barbs with people He says don't give your don't give your um your pearls to dogs don't give your pearls to swine you know we, we don't we don't act like the world we don't we may be in it but we're not of it. We treat people with kindness. We treat people with meekness. We share our resources. We share our time. We share our energy in the spheres of influence that God has placed us in. We do that so that people can, can, can see the light shining through us, the light of God, the light of Christ shining in us. And in seeing that light, they see the good works. They see the good works of kindness, of love, of mercy, of peace, Of joy of hospitality and in seeing the work that we do they then if god so allows it to be glorify him see when we think of works once again we think about being on stage we think about you know doing something for everybody to see we want to post it on our on our facebook pages and our instagram you know story feeds and you know on our tiktoks of oh look i went and fed the hungry lol like we want people to see it, but we're not doing the work of showing the love and compassion that God wants us to show so that people can see God. That is how that is. The, that's the proof that God has given us to share with the world that it's not, our, it's not our job and it's not our responsibility to, you know, show people Jesus in terms of showing empirical data and all the other stuff. Like I said before, there are people who God has given that assignment to. For the vast majority of us believers, that's not our lane, that's not our role, that's not our job. And so I get out of God's way. We get out of God's way. We do what God told us to do. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. Over and over on repeat. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. another. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Show your enemies love. You know, they, you ask for one, you give them two. They hit one cheek, you turn the other. Like, we, we see this on repeat. Love one another. Love one another. What Love one another. We love because Christ loved us. We love because Christ loved us. You know, Christ gave his life, so we also should give. Like, we, we hear this on repeat. Love, 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 love. But how many of us are truly showing the love of God to everybody, to our own, and to those who have disowned God, those who want nothing to do with him. We are to show love to all people. Layers and levels to it, sure, but love nonetheless. We should not look like or act like the world. We should not look like or act like the world. And so if you find yourself in a position, much like I found myself as of late, where you're wondering whether or not people can see the God in you, it's very simple. Are you loving people the way God told you to love? Because if you are, then that's all the showing you need to do. You don't have to have so much knowledge of the scriptures and be able to out-debate people. Like, that's not what God is calling you to do. He's not calling you to debate folk on the validity of Jesus Christ. He's calling you to love one another. He's calling you to love people, to love them hard, to love them relentlessly, to love them in such a way to where they are like, dude, like, I don't understand why you keep coming after me. And, and 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 why you keep showing me kindness, no matter how many times I've done this or done that, and our hope and expectations that we're able to then show, share some Jesus with them, in hopes that they have a relationship with Him. But again, it's no guarantee. But we, the believers, have an obligation to God, a command from our Lord and Savior, our Commander in Chief. He says, "Love one another." For this is how they will know that you are my disciples. This is how they will know that there is a God by how you love one another. So getting into debates with people about whether or not God exists or not, that's moot. Because God didn't give us the evidence to present to them unless he assigned you the the, the life of being an archaeologist archeolo- an was going out and looking for evidence of the old world, and if you and if that's you, you know, holler at your boy. Let's have a conversation, cause for real, like I want to know that stuff. Like I'm just curious. I'm curious for curious' sake. Um, but so, unless you're assigned that responsibility, our job is not to show up with proof. Our job is to love one another, for that is the command from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is to love one another in our various forms. And so even with a platform like this, I love y'all, man. I love all y'all. And my hope and prayer and expectation is that as we continue to love one another on in this platform, as the believers in God, that we're sharing truth, and that we're sharing knowledge with one another, sharing the secret hidden wisdom of God so that we're able to edify, strengthen, and encourage one another. Um, And that you're able to, you know, witness the power and the majesty of God as we are being equipped to do the work of the ministry and being equipped to, you know, share knowledge and share truth and share joy and share, um, you know, victory one with another. So I encourage all of us today, you know, think about how are you being an example of the love of God in your daily activities and in your daily life? How are you showing love to the brothers and the sisters of God? And then how are you showing love to, your, to, to, our, to our enemies? How are we showing love to those who have not aligned themselves with God? Because God is saying to us all, for people to know that we are his disciples, we must show love one to another. And that love has to come from God. Because God is love and we love because he first loved us. And so how are you, how are we showing love one to another? This is how we show that God is in the world and that God exists by how we show love one to another. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. We're with y'all Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're thankful for the 1,200 likes that we've received so far. And I think I saw somebody give a gift earlier today. And so we're thankful for any gifts that you guys decide to give to this ministry. Um, Again, I make my own money, pay my own bills, got my own job. So none of the money that you give... Um, to this live um, goes to me. It all goes straight to the ministry in, a, in in effort to keep our websites and our subscriptions and our podcast on um, on on the air. And so um, none of it goes to me. It all goes to toward those efforts. And so any dime that's raised here, it goes straight toward that. And I'm thankful for every dime that you guys give. Because again, you could be giving to all those NPCs that are playing with hot combs and licking the screen in an attempt to get y'all to give them some money. You know, and they half nakedness. And so, because you guys are spending your time with me, I do appreciate it, and I do not take it lightly. I'm gonna start scrolling through these comments real quick to see what we got going on in the comment box today. Um, seeing a whole bunch of people show up in the in the comment section this morning, and so just gonna look through real quick and see what's going on here. Um, and so, here we go. Um, we got some folk in here that I'm gonna go ahead and get that boot. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Swan Lord talks and Lord said. Um. Living by the Bible. Um. Living by Bible. Stone each other. Okay. Really. Let's see. Tuned in. Okay, Marie. Oh man, I really do appreciate you. I appreciate you for tuning in. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much. Let's see. Positively toward LGBTQ. All right. Um. right. Let's see what else we got going on. Uh, let's see. So much better than people. Um, let's see. Um, Um, let's see. All right. So We'll see you on the next one, swine Lord. Go ahead and get, going get you out of here now. We appreciate you for your time. we got a couple of your questions written down. We appreciate you for coming in. We'll see you on the next time. Let's see. When is Jesus coming back? We don't know the time nor the hour when Jesus is coming back. Um it says church and government should stay separate. Atheists are typically better. And now you write about that man atheists are typically better than mo- people better people than most Christians you 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 nailed that it's a that's a um you re- you are so right about that You are so right about that And so again um burnt church atheists you know I can't you know I'm not even going to address it I'm not even going to address it because it's like y'all it's like you don't even hear anything I'm saying at this point. Right, where should I, I say you can't see? And that's that's that was the point. Um, what's going on, Liberty Day One? What's going on, Liberty? I hadn't seen hadn't seen you in a minute. Let's see. Love me some Celtics is why I got the jersey on today. All right, here we go. I think I'm all caught up now. Let's see. Let's see. So since jury is not the vibe. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, let's see. What else is going on in here? God loves us this much while we even have a hell. We we talked about that yesterday. Um, may bring it back up again later on. Um Uh, many babies were on the earth when God flooded it, um, a bunch, um, why would God, yep, not real to a proven otherwise, and that's why we said, you know, the only proof that we have is love, is, is to love one another, so, there's that, um, Do you ever read from the Word all the time? Um, okay, so, um, so I'm first talk about um, thinking. Someone, someone asked the question. Let me make sure I get my make sure I get it right. I want to read the question right, sir. Do you feel positively towards tra- transgender folk? Um, the short answer is yes. Yes, I do. That's the short answer. Um, now. Um, long form it goes like this: um we as the believers in God believe in everything that Jesus says, you know, and believe in everything that jesus says um doesn't say um we believe we as the believers of God believe that God has designed the world to work a specific way um and so you know there are things that God is allowed that is allowed and things that God is not allowed. You know, there's things that God wants us to do, things that God does not want us to do. Um, if we go back to Psalm, I think we read it yesterday, and I believe it's in Psalm 16. Um, Psalm 16, verses, four, verses 5, 6, and 11. 5, 6, and 11 say this. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup you hold my lot. The lions have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We the believers believe that God has designed the world again to work a specific way. Um, And that he's designed everything to glorify him a specific way. As the Lord of our lives and the commander of the kingdom of God. We do not exist in a democracy where we get to tell God how we want to live. Rather we live in a kingdom where God tells us how he wants us to live. And how he wants things to work. And in allegiance to him. We say yes. We say yes. Okay, this is your house. We just living in it, and so because God has designed the world a specific way, there is a specific way that God wants us to live, and this is a kingdom. So again, I don't get to tell him how to run his kingdom. I'm not. I'm not in a seat of judgment. I am. God is not being held to any moral standard or objective that I may have, because I'm not God. I didn't die for nobody's sins. I can't rise again from the dead. And so I don't have the authority to tell God how to act. God has the the sole authority on on how to tell us how to live by virtue of being the creator of all things. Because of that, you know, wherever he's placed the boundary lines, Wherever he's placed the guards, wherever he's placed the fences, wherever he's placed the gates, this is what he says is the way in which human flourishing is supposed to be designed. Now, we as people messed that up. We messed it up. We broke it. You know, We, we want to do our own thing, want to do it my way. You know, We don't want to listen to God. We want to do it the way we want to do it and then have the audacity to be mad at God for it you know, we, we, well, God was so good, you know, we we say that so much, um, but, you know, but, you know, we, we, even in knowing that it was broken by some other folk, we still live in that outright brokenness at times, like, you know, well, you know, you know, even though we know they messed up, we still gonna do what we want to do anyway, we we step over the cross in order to get to God, in order to get to what, to get to do what we want to do, um, so, having said that though, having said that, because I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, um, when it comes to the LBGTQ community, my position is that God loves you, and he wants a relationship with you. We love you, and God wants a relationship with you. You know, I don't have any ill will toward anybody who participates in that type of activity. Do what you do. You know, fly your flag how you want to fly your flag. But if you want to be a believer in Christ, you've got to do what he says, love what he loves, hate what he hates, abhor what he abhors, celebrate what he celebrates. And God does that work of transforming the heart from a heart of stone, which means I'm going to do things my way, to a heart of flesh that I want to live my life after God. I want to pattern my life after God. I want to be more like Christ. I want to be molded and shaped into the image of Christ from one degree of glory to the next. God has to do that work. So I'm not out here telling people, you're going to burn in hell. Because there are a lot of people who have the shallowest of faiths. But God said if you have mustard seed faith, if you have mustard seed faith, he, he, he does that work. I don't do that work. So I ain't out here bashing people i'm a fruit inspector but i ain't out here bashing folks because i got my own sins my own demons that i had to deal with that i'm dealing with on a daily basis having to take it to the cross every day got my own shit okay that i got to deal with and so again you know this is this is not a means of judging anybody condemning anybody Anybody who wants to have a relationship with God and believe in Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you um and you, you confess that you know that God raised him from the dead. You know you are saved according to the text, and even in that, that's God's work. That's not my work. But we all have a responsibility as the believers to die to self, to die to self, and anything that is not in line. With how God is and what God wants for us, we have to put that to... We have to nail it to the cross. We got to put it on the altar. We got to lay it down. Because what we're saying to God when we give our lives to him is... We want to be everything that you have called us to be. We want to be everything that you have called us to be. And if that means I have to give up stuff that I love... Give up stuff that I cherish... Give up stuff that I adore... In an attempt to be more like you, so be it. So our position, what our position ought to be, because this is this is the position I hold, and I, I I feel like this should be the position for everybody. But everybody don't think like me. Everybody don't feel like me. Everybody ain't reading this Bible, you know, um the way that the way that it's supposed to be read is, we love you, and we and God wants a relationship with you. We love you and God wants a relationship with you you know just like we like we love liars we love gamblers we love cheaters we love drug drug addicts we love um you know um judgmental people we love gossips you know we love um pro- um people who have promiscuous sex hetero promiscuous heterosexual sex we love them too you know we 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 love people who you know who put you know, who are materialistic, who are gold digging, who, you know, bash folk all the time. We love everybody. We love you when God wants a relationship with you. And if you're going to be in this kingdom, you're going to have to give something up. You're going to have to give stuff up. We, we can't escape that. We cannot escape giving up the things that are not aligned with God. And that goes for all of us. Because all of us are, have worshipped something. All of us have given our lives to something that was not him. That was not of him. We've all had to deal with that. Like I say, you know, there is no big sin. There is no little sin. Sin is sin. Fought missing the mark. Sin is sin. You know, not being aligned to the standard that God has upheld since the dawn of time. We've all fallen short of that. We've all missed that mark. We've all... You know, made you know, 99 and a half, you know, some of us have fallen woefully short, but 99 and a half is not is not enough. That's why we need a savior, because even on our best day, our good works are but a filthy rag, a bloody tampon in the in the hands of an almighty God. And so, again, we are um, incapable of aligning ourselves with what with the pattern that God has laid out before us. Which is, again, why he has, um, you know, given us his son and credited his righteousness to us so that we can be in the kingdom and we are walking toward alignment every single day. And in, 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 in the comfort of knowing that full alignment will come, um, you know, in the life to come. So for all of us, we're all woefully short of the glory of God, woefully short. And so for my LBGTQ community, God loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. He go, he loves you and wants a relationship with you. I love you, and I and I hope that in watching this that 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 you grow to love God as much as we do. Uh, for we the believers believe that you know love covers a multitude of sins, man. You know, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to love. We're here to love. We're not here to hate. We're not here to bash. We're not here to denigrate. We're not here to disrespect. We're here to love one another and to show people the love that God has for us by, you know, showing that love one to another. But if you're going to be a part of this kingdom, if you are going to be a part of this kingdom, you are going to have to give something up. And again, that goes across the board for every last believer. We've all had to give up something we love, give up something we crave give up something we desire in an attempt to be more aligned with God. And so again, you know, for anybody who's being a part of this kingdom, you know, you're going to have to give something up. And to God be the glory because what God has to give in exchange for what we give up is infinity percent better. Infinity percent better. Um so yeah, that's the position. Um, towards transgender folk you're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live we are with y'all Monday through Friday 6am to 8am Eastern Standard Time sharing with you guys the secret hidden wisdom of the Lord as prescribed by 1 Corinthians chapter 2 thank you so much for the 1300 likes that you've given so far thank you for the gifts that you've given as well going to scroll down through these comments some more to see what's going on in the comment box Um, let's see Let's see what's going on. Um, Weather 1404 says, if you mean that changing gender is against God's will, that's awful, and I hate to hear that. You know, listen, th- that, that's, that's exactly what it is, man. That's exactly what it is. And again, you got, that, that's scripture. That's scripture. You know, again, you know, all of us have something that we want to do That is not in line with how God designed this world. And as a result, whatever it is that we've done that was not in line with God, God is telling us. If you're going to be like me, you got to carry your cross and be like me. And so, yeah, I mean, I, and so, you know, won't get into the particulars of it for this live because, you know, that'll end up taking up the whole rest of the show. But, yeah, that's what it boils down to, man. That boils down to. But, yeah, mm-mm. No, but that's, again, that's not our, it's not our position or our place. Mm-mm. We love them, and God wants a relationship with them. And let God do that work. Again, that's, that's a God thing. You gotta, see, the thing that I ask, the thing that I ask, that um, the that, that, that thing to that ask. The thing about us as the believers is that we got to get out of God's way. See, the problem with a lot of Christians, and this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning about love, is that we want to do God's work. And so we sit up here and we hate gays and we hate people who, you know, get abortions and all this other type of stuff. But it's like, dude. Like, if God really hated them like that, then God hates all of us. Every last one of us. Because we've all done something that's not in line with what God wants for us. And if God hates the gays, then God hates gossips. God hates liars. God hates, you know, um, scandalers. God hates you know people who have um you know heterosexual, um promiscuous sex you know god hates um you know um uh uh fornicators um God hates you know all these different things right see we we want we wanna we sit in a seat of here we go sitting in the seat of judgment I hate this hate this person hate this person i go I can't believe this person will do this duh, 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 duh. but it's like dude look at yourself get the beam out your own eye. Then you'll rightfully discern how to get the speck out of your brother's eye, right? And so again, if we hating on the gays, well, shoot, we gotta hate on ourselves. When we love us, right? And so again, that's why it's so imperative that we realize that we gotta get out of God's way. Let God do that work. Some of us are going to be transformed one single degree from now till Jesus comes back. One single degree. Some of us will be transformed from one degree of glory to the next by the glory of God. But some of us, we ain't going to turn but one degree. Because sanctification is a lifelong work. And for some people, that's some hard crap to go through in life. But that's not our job to sit there and bash folk because of the sin that they're, that they're struggling with. Instead, our job is to love them, share, share truth with them, and then get out of God's way. And let God do that work. Still invite them to the barbecue. But get out of God's way and let God do that work. See what we want to do. I'm going to disown you. Until you get it right. What if God did that to us? What if What if Jesus did that to us? Get it right. And then you can come into the kingdom. That ain't Christ. That ain't God. That ain't, that ain't what God did. God said come here. Repent and believe. And I got you. We'll clean up all that later. Just come here. Just get over here. I'm not asking you to be clean. When the prodigal son came home, see, the thing people miss is that when the prodigal son came home, he was dirty. He was filthy. He had just been in the the slot with the pigs. He was dirty. He was ruddy. His hair was all messed up and muddy. His face was probably caked with mud. Clothes were tattered. And his father embraced him like that he didn't tell him no go get cleaned up first and go get your hair cut and go denounce all your stuff and give me my money back and then you'll be my son again nah he was like come here you're my son that's the type of relationship god has with us i got you come here i love you we don't worry about all the sin stuff don't worry about that we'll get to that but i love you come home you're home now. That's the relationship that God has with us. And that's the same type of love God is calling us to call it, to have with his people. Both, both saint, sinner and saint. We love you. Come here. Let's see some truth. Let God do the work. Get out of God's way. We want to disown folk because they're not like us. But we're not realizing that the same type of disownment that we're showing, God said, "Well, I'm going to disown you the same way. If that's the kind of that's the kind of love you showing to your people, the um parable of the unforgiven servant. Um, let's see if I can remember where it's at. I think it's in Matthew 17. It is not. It's in 18. Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him into prison till he should pay the debt. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father would do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your own heart. That's what God is telling us. If we are not willing to show the same type of love and compassion that God has shown us, then what should we expect from God? Like, that's why people don't want to have a relationship with him. Because of how we show love. Yeah, a person might be gay or they might be transgender or whatever. We show them love and get out of God's way. Let God do that work. Let God do the work of transformation. Let God do the work of of transforming the heart. Let God do the work of transforming the mind. We got to get out of God's way. Let God do his job. Yes, we share truth. Yes, we share the word. Yes, we share what God is trying to say to his people. But we get out of God's way. We let them know, yeah, God ain't aligned with that. God's not aligned with that. He says it in Romans chapter one that He gave them up into their passions because they wanted it so badly. He gave that. He gave them up to it. No matter no matter what type of guardrails were put up, they wanted what they wanted. And so God's like, all right, you know, we'll have it then. You know, I'm showing you the path of human flourishing. You're gonna do what you wanna do anyway. I'm showing you the path to life, but you're doing what you want to do anyway, so go, and go out and have it. And all those things were unnatural relations, unnatural relations, you know, wanting to, you know, and all that came with that. But again, God is not saying, I don't love you and want to relate, don't want a relationship with you. He's saying, I love you and want a relationship with you. And if you're going to be in this kingdom. But that's, again, why we as the believers got to get out of God's work. And let God do the work of transformation from the inside out. We love people and let God do his work. We share truth with people and let God do his work. We let people know what God is for and what he is against. And then let God do that work. We show people where God has placed the guardrails of life for us. And then let God do his work. Because if we're not careful, we'll end up pushing the very people that God wants in the kingdom away. And then we got to answer for that we'll have to answer for that. Now this is not a blanket statement saying that we just accept everything in the world is let people YOLO out. No, no, we hold people accountable, but we hold them accountable in such a way to where God is ministering to their hearts. We again show them the guardrails, show them the boundaries, show them the fence of of of, of that is where your human where human flourishing was designed and then we step out the way and let God do his work of transformation. That's the way that God did it for us. While we were yet sinners, He died for us. And so let us die to self and show people the type of love that God wants us to show them. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. Thank you guys for the fourteen hundred um, um the fourteen hundred likes. Um thank you so much for the um the comments. Um and appreciate you guys for spending time with us. Um um, and so just in case you guys are wondering, um, um, cause I know some of y'all get in here and what you want is for me to just be w- looking at every comment that, that pops up. This is what, this is how most of the lives on TikTok work, but that's not how it works for me. So I stop the comments for, for me so that I can answer the questions. Because if I'm constantly reading, comment, 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 I'm going to lose my train of thought. And so whenever I get to the questions, get to the comments, you know, I'm reading, reading. If I see a comment that I like, I'll write it down. A comment that I can answer, I'll write it down. A comment that I may answer later, i write it down. But I don't have a running scroll of what y'all are saying. And so if you come on the live expecting to have a dialogue with me, that's not what this show is designed for. Um, And I'm very sorry, and you're going to be disappointed every single time because I don't go through the comments like most of your people do. If I see a comment that I like, I stop the comment wheel right there so that way I can concentrate on what I I want to say or what God is trying to say to us for that comment. And then the comments continue to populate, and so then I go back afterwards after it's over. So again, if you're coming into the True Gospel Morning Show, which is live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um and you're looking to have a dialogue with me through the comment section that's not how this works now once i have this show format down pat at some point i will start you know welcoming you know guests into the show um but i haven't gotten there yet my heart's not ready yet and i'm just admitting that to myself i'm not ready for that yet and so if you'd like to be a guest on the show you know, they do have that guest button that you can press and, and request that. But again, I ain't ready for that. I ain't ready for that smoke yet. Like I, My heart's not there yet. And so unless and until God puts me in that position to be ready for that, we ain't there yet. Um, but that's the reason why you're, you don't see me just going back and forth in comments. Like, that's not how that's not how this show format works. Because um, otherwise, I'm going to miss half of what I'm trying to say. And then the com- the conversation going to go all in left field and things. And then we're going to not, um, then I won't be able to even finish the thought and it's going to just go all over the place. So that's the reason why if you see, um, you know, me not responding to a comment, it's because more than likely I haven't read it yet. I haven't seen it. Um, so console TV 07, if you're still on, that's why I haven't said hi to you until just now. What's up? Because I haven't seen your comment until just now. Um, Let's see what we got going on. Um, so the last thing I'm going to say um, to weather 1404 on the subject from the last um, conversation, how can you expect LGBT to, um, to come closer to God with that expectation? That's the same question that we ask for liars, the same question we asked for gamblers, the same question that we ask for um, fornicators. Same people we ask for folk who shack up. Same question we ask for gossips. Same question is asked to all of them. You know, that is the expectation for those who sin against God. Period. Point blank. If you're going to be a part of the kingdom, you're going to have to give something up. Anything that is not of God and not aligned with him. That's the expectation across the board. Period. And so again... I don't expect anybody really to want to rock with God, you know, from that expectation. But that's why I don't get in God's way. I don't get in God's business. That's God's work. You know, Saul was um, in the in the in the book of Acts was on his way to go kill Christians. He's on his way to go kill some more Christians. He got a kick out of killing Christians. There was nothing in him that day that anybody would have said, you know what? Yeah, he. I feel like he want to have something to do with the kingdom. If we show him who Jesus is, he's going to want to be a part of the kingdom. He was, he was staunchly opposed, opposed to Christians, to Jesus. He was like, if all that. I'm killing Christians today. And Jesus literally knocked him off his horse and blinded his eyes and told him, why are you persecuting me? Nobody comes into the kingdom from a position of wanting to give up their stuff unless and until God gets in that heart and starts to show them, I don't want to live like this anymore, where I am so, you know, where I'm lost, I don't know which way to turn. I'm looking for hope. I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for all this stuff most of us are trying to figure this thing out on our own and we're trying to create a life for ourselves, right? And so God has to knock us off of our proverbial high horse and show us sometimes you want to be a part of this kingdom, you're going to have to give something up. You're going to have to give it up. Again, we love you, want a relationship with you. Now, as you are growing in this relationship with God, God shows you some stuff, gets into your heart space, sees some things, You're going to have to give it up. That's not aligned with me. And that's why it takes the work of the Spirit. It ain't just some, you know, will and effort on our part. It takes the Holy Spirit. You got to die to yourself. You got to die to your agenda. You got to die to what you want. There are people right now whose heart is bent toward sleeping with multiple people at the same time. There are people whose heart is bent toward being married and having multiple girlfriends, multiple boyfriends, open marriages, polyamorous relationships, poly- polygamous relationships, and still want to rock with Jesus? No, you you can't do that. I'm sorry that you can't do it. it that that's not aligned with what God had, what what God has designed for human flourishing. It's not. And so, if you're gonna be a part of the kingdom, you're gonna have to give up the open marriage lifestyle. The polyamorous lifestyle, the the polygamous lifestyle, because the scriptures say that marriage is a picture of the kingdom of God. There's some people right now who got a whole roll of decks full of beautiful women and beautiful men who they love sleeping with. And those beautiful men and beautiful women are not their husbands and not their wives. You're going to be a part of this kingdom. Can we call a spade a spade? you got a lot of pastors who are married and sleeping around at the same time. God's not pleased. He's not pleased. So, again, we're not asking the the LBGTQ community to do anything different. Than anybody else with a sin problem. That they trying to carry with them. And have a relationship with Jesus at the same time. If you going to rock with Jesus. We have have to allow the Holy Spirit. To align us. To what God has for us. And is it going to be painful? Hell yeah. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. There may be some dark nights of the soul. in In an attempt to be aligned with God. But what God has for us. In the peace that we have with God is infinity percent better than any pleasure we could have in this world that is not God honoring, because that's what it is at the end of the day. Our great, our deepest joy is delighting in God, in glorifying God, not not gratifying the flesh, not gratifying our feelings, not gratifying our thoughts, but gratifying Jesus. Gratifying our souls, being in a line with him, glorifying him, doing the things that reflect his renown and reflect his joy and reflect his love and reflect his boundaries and reflect his way, reflect his law. This is our deepest delight. If you go through like the first, you know, half of um, the first like third of the Psalms, all of them be talking about, I delight myself in the law of the Lord. I delight in the law of the Lord. Psalm one nineteen. That's all that man says for like a, like two hundred freaking verses. I delight in the law of the Lord. The delight of the Lord. I put the word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I love your law. I love it. when we when we truly love Jesus. Our deepest delight is to be aligned to Him, not to have what we want. This ain't Burger King. Again, we don't serve a di- we don't serve a president who allows, Who you know, we can do what we want to do, you know, and we can change the laws however we see fit in order to fit our lives. We serve a king who we have to line up with what he wants. And, yeah, sometimes it hurts, but it's what we signed up for because of the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and the joy that we have in the Lord that is much better than anything that else we could ever have in this life. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. Grateful um, for everyone who is, um, you know, on the live today. We are certainly thankful and grateful, um, you know, that God is um, is, um, allowing us to have this opportunity to be able to um, share truth and knowledge with you guys. um, And hope that, you know, you guys are able to, um, you know, continue to worship with us in spirit and in truth. Um and, like we say, you know everybody's not this isn't everybody's cup of tea, we understand it, and we we and we and we you know ra- we rock with it, but at the end of the day that's what that's what you know the relationship with Jesus Christ is all about. We have to be willing and able to you know align ourselves to the Word of God, and so we are grateful that that God has given us this opportunity to be able to say that yes, we love God and you know he wants us to be able to have a relationship with him um And so, you know, we just we're just grateful that we have this opportunity. And I'm definitely sorry, you know, whether that you feel the way that you feel, but at the end of the day, you know, this is the God that we serve. You know, this is this is the God that we serve. And if we're going to follow Him, we have to follow everything that He tells us to follow. And so, we're um, so we're sorry to see you go. Um, but hope that you come back and rock with us sometime. Hope that you come back and rock with us sometime. Um, so. Um, Swan Lord, um, one of our um, resident trolls here on the live, um, you know, says, um, that if we're going to live by the Bible, that means we have to stone each other. Um, there are some people, um, and I talk about this a lot. Um, I talk about this a lot. There are some people who are absolute literalists when it comes to the Bible. Um, but they're absolute liber- literalists in this regard. They pick and choose the verses of the Bible that makes sense to them and create a doctrine and a mantra off of the verse that they've picked out, either in an attempt to prove something or to disprove something. They don't take into consideration context. They don't take into consideration time. They don't take into consideration um, you know the culture in which they were living in at the time. They don't consider any of that stuff. They look at the Bible as if it was written from Genesis to Revelation in one sitting, in one sitting. So it's devoid of any type of contextual. Um, observations, it's devoid of any type of, you know, um, thematic thematic elements. Um, and as a result, they pick a verse and they stick it on something as if there's no words before it, there's no words after it, and there is no context around it. So when you see a verse like, you can, you know, if you're, if you're, this person does this in the Book of Leviticus, then you can stone them. So that means I can stone somebody, like, bruh. In what universe are we out here stoning people? Like in today's time, like, no, no, you, you do that, you go, you going to jail, man. Like, you, you, come on, bro, come on. But they'll use this and use verses like it. In an attempt to try to disprove or call us hateful, mean, spiteful, bigoted, all that type of stuff. And justify their desire to not want to, you know, believe in him. You know. We as the believers. I'm talking to the believers. So if you're a believer in Christ, look right at me. We the believers must do everything. A much better job of being biblically literate for the unbelievers I'm not expecting y'all to get this so I'm not talking to you before my believers look right at me we need to do a better job of being biblically literate and I'm not just talking about memorizing scripture I'm talking about understanding our Bible how it was constructed where the verses came from, where the chapters came from, where the translations came from—how deep our church history goes. Some of us, our church history don't go for as don't go as far back as the church that we attended, that we're attending right now. Church have a hundred and fifty-year anniversary. That's as far back as church, of church history that we know. So we don't know nothing of A.D. seventy. We don't know anything about what happened prior to um, the, 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 the canonization of our, um, of our scripture. We know nothing of the Reformation. We know nothing of our African brothers and sisters that were holding it down for us for a good little minute. Um, you know, when the, church, when the church first began. Like, we know nothing of that. All we know is we're having an anniversary at the church today. It's 150 years since we've been here. And that's all we know. All we know is church history as far back as the African slave trade here in America. Like that's all we know about our church history. That's all we know about our bibles. That's all we know about any of this stuff. We got to do a better job of at least knowing some basic history of the church. Basic history of our of the of the bible in its construction. We need to know that the um book of Matthew Should not be read in the same contextual, thematic way that the book of Psalms is. We should know that the book of Proverbs should not be read the same way as the book of First Kings. We should know that Revelation is a prophecy, while the book of Acts is a historical narrative. You see what I'm saying? We should know that, you know, Paul's letters are letters to specific churches that were dealing with specific problems in a specific location at a specific time in history we need to know that because that will help us to understand what's going on in that time and what is God up to in that time period why were the laws written the way the laws were written why was stoning acceptable back in those days why is it not acceptable today like we need to know that stuff we need to understand that stuff. We need to unpack that stuff so that when people come to us saying, "Well, if you're going to believe in the Bible, you need to believe in stoning," we can come, we can, we can, we can love them and hold and hold them accountable to what they're saying by saying one. Unless you have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to understand the words that are coming out of the Bible in the first place. So, I'm not expecting you to understand anything that's coming out of this Bible and anything that that, that the Bible is saying because you don't have the eyes to see, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You need the Holy Spirit in order to see what's going on in these scriptures. So, no matter how much head knowledge you bring to these scriptures, unless you have the Holy Spirit to interpret these scriptures the way that they're meant to be interpreted, you're not going to understand them. So, I understand why you would think that because we believe in the Bible, we should believe in stoning. But again, unless you have the the Holy Spirit to unpack this for you, you're really not going to understand anything that I'm going to say to you. And God allowed stoning in that time frame and in that time period for this, that, and the third... And as a result that's what that was what was allowed and at that time Moses was writing the law and Moses was writing the law in accordance to what they knew to be true at the time but stoning was never a part of God's original design because again sin was wrought in the world and as a result of sin some of the laws that God had prescribed to Moses got warped in some some ways and as a result of that we see some bad things that were going on that we would not prescribe to today but at the same time God was working even in the midst of that to allow people to be taken care of, for people to know the heinousness of their crimes and to know that the punishment should be severe for doing things that you shouldn't do as an as a as a as an attempt to try to get people to understand the nature and the magnitude of their sins and know that they need a savior to forgive them to love them to care about them that's why they had the sacrificial system in the beginning set up so that way they knew there had to be atonement for sins but then jesus came along it became the final atonement for all of our sins when he died on the cross and rose again so that none of us ever have to um Be subjected to a severe punishment like that for the things that we do that are wrong and yet still sin reigns in the world. And so even innocent people get hurt in very harsh ways for doing dumb things. But at the end of the day, you know, God does not prescribe to us hurting another person. As it says in the scriptures, you know, we are to love everybody and not to hate anybody and to treat people with kindness and respect and all of that. But you need a Holy Spirit to understand all of that. We as the believers in God have to be so steeped in our word. I'm not saying you got to become a scholar of this thing. But you need to know enough about your Bible. Thank you Holy Spirit. Just like you know everything about your favorite sports team. You need to know everything about your Bible. Just like I love these Celtics. I need to love this word. I need to love the word more than I love these Celtics. Just like you know the all the all the lines, all the lyrics of your favorite um your favorite singers, you need to know your church history. You can sing the song to oceans for days. You need to know how your Bible was constructed. I'm talking to believers now. I'm talking to the believers. We need to know enough about God and what he's up to in the gospel message and what Christ has accomplished and what that means for us and how we rightly interpret this word. By the power of the Holy Spirit. So that when people come across us. With questions like that. Whether they be sincere. Or whether it be out of arrogance. And pride. And comeuppance. We can combat it. By saying. One. Unless you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You are not going to understand these scriptures. Two. Here is what's happening in this scripture. Here is what God is up to. This is what God um, wants. This is how God designed it. We messed it up. Christ redeemed. Now we're walking it out the way that, that we're supposed to by the power of the Holy Spirit as best as we can until Christ comes back and gets us. And being able to walk through these scriptures just in the same way as Christ walked through the scriptures with the boys um, walk, um, on the road to Emmaus, and showed them him every piece of the way. That is what God is calling us to. And so again, you know, people can come at us with all these different things, you know, talking about, well, if you believe in the Bible, then that means somewhere in Leviticus where it says you shouldn't eat shellfish, you shouldn't be eating shrimp, you shouldn't be eating mollusks, you shouldn't be eating anything, any type of fish in the sea. Yes, unpack that. Because God's word is not meant to be ripped the way that some people rip it in an attempt to prove points. Rather, it is a narrative of the character and nature of God and the redemption of all mankind by a loving and powerful Savior who is also the Lord of our lives. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. We're with y'all Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. um, And we are i uh, just sitting here revealing secrets of the kingdom, uh, the secret hidden wisdom of God as prescribed by 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And love you guys so, so much for taking the time to, you know, spend a little bit of, the, of your time with us today. See what we got going on in the chat box right now. Yep. Grimjar resistance um says I think this goes into the idolatry around the Bible they treat that as god rather than um um rather than um a scripture. Correct? Correct? Um so you see, and so just in case you guys wonder, Mark Sagan is a prime example of what we're talking about. Bought my wife for 50 shekels, God is good. Like, this is what I'm talking about. That, like, don't, you don't have to mock what we're saying here. But again, why should I expect an unbeliever to do anything differently? You know, so, you know, congratulations. Scam Devil says religion is a made up construct by your government. Um if that's the case, then you know, again, going back to our church history, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, all the stuff that we have on church history dating all the way back to as far as 70 AD. If it was a it was a if it was, you know, a religion that was made up by our government. Which ain't nothing but two hundred some years old, we would not have history dating all the way back to eighty seventy. Or even no, I ain't even eighty seventy. I'm talking about 80, 80, 35 When the church began, when those boys were up in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came down. Like so You know, if the if the if the if the if the Americans, if our colonial, you know, folk were that gifted. I don't think they were to be able to come up with one of the greatest conspiracies of all time. Then hats off to them, you know. Because at the end of the day, them them, them jokers were pretty dang intelligent <laughs> to, to be able to come up with a scam like that, you know. So again, nah, you, you that that doesn't that doesn't compute. Um, and that and but again, that speaks to what I just said. That even for us believers, for us believers. We don't know our history. Of Well, let me, let me stop saying we as a whole. A lot of us don't know our own history. We don't know our own church history. That's the problem with a lot of us as believers. We don't know our own church history. Again, we think our church history is just talking about the church we attend. You know, we're 15 years old. That's all you know about some church history, what your pastor did. You know, nothing of our of our, you know, Christian brothers and sisters know nothing about our forefathers, know nothing about our ancestors, know nothing about what they did, nothing about how they got, how they pushed this, how they advanced the gospel forward to, to the farthest reaches of the earth. Like we don't know nothing about that. All we know is about our little rinky dink town um, and the little church that we attend in our rinky dink town and the and the in the pastors that we lift up as if they're super saints. That's all we know about our church history. We the believers got to do a better job of knowing our history. We got to do a better job of knowing our church history. Like if we cuz cuz how can we how can we combat the the fallacies and the lies and the deceptions even in our own church, even in our own churches. Like how will how we know? How will we be able to combat the fallacies if we don't know? And this, again, this, this information is readily accessible. Readily accessible. For the same price that you would pay for a Beyonce concert ticket, you can buy a, like 15, 16 books on church history. For the same price that you would pay for a movie ticket. You could buy, you know, an audiobook series on the doctrine of grace, you know, the doctrine of um, salvation, you know, all these different things. You know, we, we consume so much from one day to the next that all it would take is spending nine ninety five plus shipping and handling to get a book on church history. like that's the issue that we run into as the people were as the people of God. Like we don't know enough about our own history to be able to combat the fallacies and the lies and the deceptions that people will pump even on this, even on, even on this show alone in an attempt to try to dupe us and to make us think twice. Like, and again, we love our brothers and sisters, you know, we love and we love those who are not in the kingdom. But we got to know our stuff, not so that we can that we can, you know, go toe to toe, because it's not about arguing with people, but rather so that we're not deceived. If we if we say we believe in Jesus, then we got to do everything we can to shore up what we know about him so that we're not deceived. Cause some of this stuff, as Paul Yes, as Paul said in the book of Colossians, some of this stuff makes sense. Some of this stuff makes sense. And if we're not careful, we will fall for it. He says to us, chapter 2, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and For all who have not seen me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments for though I am absent in body. Yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition According to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all and uh, who is the head of all rule and authority. So we, the believers in God, gotta know our stuff. Not so that we can go toe-to-toe with people. Let's be clear. Even on a platform like this, I feel like I'm talking about a lot about myself. I'm probably exercising some demons today, so I appreciate y'all going on this little thought bubble with me. Even on a platform like this, we see we got a lot of unbelievers who come through these, come through these walls, and they are being, they're, they're, they're being given a front row seat to us sharing the mysteries of the gospel of Jesus Christ with one another as believers. And i and I welcome it i I embrace it, come on, we want you to we want you to hear we want you to have a front row seat of this because a lot of times y'all don't get the y'all don't get an opportunity to hear us talk about Jesus the way that we do. spit truth about Jesus the way that we do, and you're given an opportunity to share your thoughts and share your feelings and to share your, you share whatever you got to share. We welcome that, I welcome that, come on, bring it because at the end of the day, you know how else will we know how else will we grow? So come on, bring it. But we're not I'm not here as God as, as much as I can help it to argue with anybody who is an unbeliever about God. We're not here to get into a debate about that. This, no, this, not, this is not the platform for us going back and forth in Christian debates. Nevertheless, some of these people who come on here, they come on here with some really strong arguments. And if we the believers don't know our stuff we can fall for it a plausible argument is plausible because it makes sense we're not talking about stuff that oh you know no nah, no nah, no that's stupid that's dumb now we're not talking about the obvious stuff i'm talking about the stuff that makes sense plausible arguments and paul tells us be wary of plausible arguments by being steeped in what you know about God, getting to know Him on an intimate level as much as God loves God, God knows us on an intimate level. We talked about this yesterday. The knowledge of God that He has about us is such to where He knows us and is finishing our sentences. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. He knows what we're going to do before we do it. Not because he has like the ahead knowledge of the future, although that's part of his omniscience. But it's about him knowing us so intimately that he knows exactly what we're going to do because he just knows us so well. We got to know Jesus like that and he's given us a way to know him like that through the power of the holy spirit if we take the time to get to know him intimately and deeply so that when people come here with the, with plausible arguments we don't say hmm you know what that makes a whole lot of sense hmm that they you know what that might be that might be right and it's so far left All out in left field. So again, saying all that to say, we got to be ever so careful that we're not being deluded by plausible arguments. We got to know our church history. We got to know how our Bibles were constructed. We got to know that Verses and chapters were not added to the Bible, the canonized Bible, until 12, the 1200s and the 1500s. You need to know that. That before, uh, the, those chapters and verses, you know, we got a good 1200 years. Well, you know, well, you know, 12, 900 years where the Bible was just the, was just the books. Just the books. They weren't chapters. They weren't verses. They were just books. And people were memorizing chunks. Not little verses. But chunks of scripture contextualized in such a way to where they knew the truth. It wasn't until 1200s and the 1500s that chapters and verses were added to this thing. And it did us some good, but it's done us a lot of harm. Because now people just rip it. And they divorce scripture from scripture and divorce the true meaning of scriptures because they, well, the Bible says in this verse. And that's not how the Bible was supposed to be. It's not how the Bible was meant to be read. But you got to know that in order to not be deluded by plausible arguments. You got to know that so that when people are ripping our scriptures up to make their arguments, we can combat it not to be combative. But so that we don't get deluded and end up straying away from what we know to be true. So believers in God, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, my, my beloved. I've been talking to y'all. As much as you know your sports athletes, as much as you know your favorite celebrities, as much as you know about, you know, your, your favorite song lyrics in songs. As much as you know about the movies and when they're coming out and who's starring in them and who they last slept with and all that stuff, God says you need to get to know your word. You need to get to know your history. As much as you know about your profession, as many books and codes and and all the stuff that you know about that, as much as you know about how to play your video game and you are an expert and you got followers and fans and you trying to go pro, God says you need to know your word the same way, if not greater, if not greater. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. right here on TikTok Live. We're with y'all Monday through Friday, 6 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Give me one second to write this down. We're so grateful for you guys for coming into the live. Thank you for the nineteen hundred likes that you've given so far. And thanks you guys so much for giving me the opportunity to be able to um sit down and, and have um and have conversation with you guys. Certainly grateful for all of that. Um let's see. um, Jeff Toma, uh, boy, you be coming in late, man, <laughs> you, be, you be coming in late, <laughs> that'd be the thing, um, but, you know, but what I, but what I'll do is, um, is I'll try to, you know, try to repeat where I'm going, um, uh, multiple times, so that way you can follow, um, but yeah, I be noticing, like, you, you, um, when I see your, um, your comments, I done already said where we're at, where we're going, and all that type of stuff, and so, Um, I'll try to find a way to, um, to either pin it, um, or something to that effect. But, um, but I, I feel, you though I feel, you though, um, so I appreciate that. Um, appreciate, appreciate the, um, the honesty. No, 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 don't, mm -mm, don't apologize. Thank you for the, thank you for the critique. I appreciate you. Listen, iron sharpens iron and we only trying to make this thing, um, get better and better. So definitely, I want to make sure that you guys know that I'm coming from scripture. So I'll let y'all know where it's at. Um. And try to do a better job of that um, as we're moving forward um, with the show. So I do appreciate y'all so, so much. And so don't so they definitely don't apologize for the critique. I appreciate that. Iron sharpens iron. And we all just want to rise higher and higher. That's the whole point of this exercise is that we are edifying the body of believers. Um, and so I'm grateful for the critique and grateful that you found the courage to be able to tell me that. Um, so that we can um, just edify one another um in the spirit and so thank you so much for um for sharing that with me on today um and so um trying to see um is anything else um uh, grin near jar resistance says there is a strong theory that Greek Greek myth and Sumerian Canaanite myth has a large inspiration in the Pentateuch. Um, as I said yesterday, and we'll um, and I'll bring this up briefly as I um, get get to the the last point that I want to bring up this week for us today. Um, that you can find a lot of similarities um, to God everywhere. If you know how to look. Y'all, I love some MCU. As you can clearly see. Starting this way. As you can clearly see. Love me some MCU. Some of the best chef's kiss movies I've seen the, uh, for a decade. You know, this last round of movies were kind of... But, you know, nevertheless, chef's kiss when it comes to action movies. I love all that stuff. And you can find the gospel all up in some MCU. Sacrifice, love, courage—you know, having faith. Like you know, um, you know, uh, stand, being on the front lines, sacrifice. Like you, you see Jesus all up in that Iron Man when he gave his life to save. You know, have to, um, have to, um, to save, um, the world once again before Thanos decided to do, try to do the snap one last time. If that ain't a metaphor for Jesus? Y'all better, y'all, y'all better help, some, help me somebody. <laughs> that ain't a metaphor for the Lord. So, you can find Jesus everywhere. You can find Jesus everywhere. That's the whole point of the... That's one of the points of the exercise. Where is Jesus at? You know how we play the game, Where's Waldo? Where's Jesus? So, yes, absolutely. There are going to be similarities because there's... Oh, my gosh. God, you are so good. Oh, ooh, Ecclesiastes... Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So, letting y'all know. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Is it chapter 3? No, no, it's not. It's not chapter 3. It's not chapter 3. Uh, give me a minute. I'm going to find it, though. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, See, this is new? It has already been, it is all, it has been already. In the ages before us. So yes there are going to be similarities. From other texts. That are carbon dated much older. Than our Bible. There are going to be similarities. In all different other contexts. Why? Because ain't nothing new under the sun. Nothing. We're all facing the same issues. The same problems. The same theological. No. Same theological theoretical philosophical issues from one context to the next every um country every culture every time period every era has faced the same issues and all jesus has said is i am the answer i'm the way the truth and the life so yes there are going to be similarities there are similarities in the movies you watch. There are similarities in the music you listen to. There are similarities in the, 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 the jobs that we work. There are similarities in the games that we play. There are similarities in the relationships that we have. There's there's similarities everywhere. That's the point. That's the point. Can you see Jesus in everything? Because he is in everything. He is above all things. He is beneath all things. He is, you know, inside all things. He's outside all things. He is everything, everywhere, all at once. If y'all ain't seen that movie yet. Jesus is referenced all over that movie. If you know how to look for him. He's everything, everywhere, all at once. And people are like, oh my God, that's such a great revelation. One of the greatest movies ever. Such a. Jesus Ben said that. Jesus Ben talking about that. That ain't new. That is not new. We the believers know that, that ain't nothing but Jesus. Ain't nothing but God. Ain't, ain't nothing but God. That's all that is. This ain't nothing new. It's spectacular. Love the movie. This ain't nothing new. Hey, this ain't nothing but God. Ain't nothing but Jesus. So, again, there's nothing new under the sun. Same philosophical issues, same moral problems, same dilemmas have been throughout, throughout history. And all Jesus is saying is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's all he's saying. And so, again, I say all that to say that, um, yes, there are similarities. That's kind of the point. The whole point of the scriptures is once you get to know Jesus, you can see him everywhere. I tell you all this. I've told you all this story before. You know, place that I live um, prior to where we are now. You know, we used to have this tree um, in our backyard and the tree had been hit by lightning years and years ago. So it was literally just dying. It was, dying. It was a dead tree. And little by little the bark would fall off this tree. Talk about huge chunks of bark would fall off this really tall tree. And you know, scared as one day this tree was gonna fall on the house because you know it's just it's dying. It's it's literally dying. Um the roots held it together. Thanks, thank, thanks be to God. Um but one day, um, you know, as I'm going outside, you know, as spring is rolling around, I notice all this life growing around it, growing from it growing on it and in that in me seeing that it reminded me of what jesus said when he said unless a seed dies it cannot produce a harvest and in that he was talking about unless i go on a tree and die i cannot usher in the people of god throughout all of history past present and future Unless a seed dies, the seed being Christ, it cannot produce a harvest. The souls of the saints who have repented and believed, the faith of those in the past, the faith of those in the future, I cannot bring them in unless I die for their sins and rise again from the dead. Like, I see Jesus in a dead tree. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what God does For us, when we have a spiritual discernment, we can see him everywhere. So 100%, you should see similarities. You know why? Because Jesus is everywhere. If you just know how to look. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. Thank y'all so much for the 1,900 likes that you've given today. Certainly do appreciate y'all so so much for giving us this opportunity. Um, Ricky D said, "Jesus is nowhere near Boston Sports Facts." Look, man, li- listen, listen, don't 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 get on my team, man. I'm already mad at him as it is. They traded Marcus Smart, <sighs> so I'm highly upset. So leave me alone. <laughs> me people, <laughs> but no, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Um, nothing but love, nothing but love. I really do appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, no, gotcha. Girl says, you know, it's really sad when you think about it. We've been doing the same stupid stuff since the beginning of time. Yeah, man, that's sin. Sin, man, sin. You know, we ain't nothing new under the sun. We've been facing the same problems. From one generation to another, to another, to another, to another, we, we can't, we, we. It's, it's just us, man. It's what we do. It's what we do. We, we, we. It's, it's what we've always been. You know, um, Romans uh, chapter, I think it's chapter three, speaks on that. You know, he speak, he speaks on that in Romans chapter three. Um. Starting at verse number 9, Romans chapter 3, starting at verse number 9, Um, <coughs> again, Romans 3, verse 9, what then, are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. We have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. As is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Like, that's us! That's us! <laughs> that's been us since the beginning! That That's us! Like, and there's nothing new under the sun. The only thing that's changed is new technology. We just got a greater access to sin and now more so than we ever have before. So much freaking access is ridiculous. We've grown wiser but weaker at the same time. We got so much for all the access that we have to God, we got that same access to sin and, and again it's just it's, it's so accessible now that people can create whole communities. For their sin. And God even talks about that in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 at the verse, um, at, um, in verse, um, 32. Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new. You know, we create whole communities for this stuff now. We create whole communities for this. And so, again, you know, ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new. Been doing this. You know, when you go to the city of Babylon in the Old Testament, nothing but debauchery. Come on now. (laughs) Come on now. They're ruthless. Ruthless. Ain't nothing new. That what what Babylon was in the Old Testament is what OnlyFans is now in the new in, in our time. What 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 Babylon was in that time ain't it's now our TikTok communities here. Ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing new. Come on now, been doing the same stuff. We just got better, just new technology. New technology to connect us in ways we've never been connected before, but connects us to be able to participate actively in sin in a way that we never have before. And that's why platforms like these are so important to me, because it gives us an opportunity to be able to share truth and knowledge with one another so that we're not deceived. So that we can revel in our God and show the world that, hey, you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and it can flourish. Like, you can love Jesus and love Marvel. It's okay, as long as Marvel don't come before God. You can love God and be great at your profession, just as long as you don't allow your work to supersede God. You can have wonderful families, have wonderful loving relationships, as long as your relationships and your marriages and your families are God-honoring. That's all. It's not, it's not as difficult as people, as some people make it out to be. And it may be difficult for some, but that's why we undergird one another and help each other. What we're supposed to do anyway. Going back to what we said, love one another. Love one another. So again, you know, we use the same technology that the world is using, just as Gotcha Girl said, to build the church. Just to, build the, to build the saints. It's all we're doing. Same tech. Just using it for the glory of God. And so again, saying all that to say, yeah, ain't nothing new under the sun. We've been, we been like this. We've been like this. Ain't nothing new under the sun. But what God would have us to um to to remember and to recall is that regardless of the situation and the circumstances, um, just like ain't nothing new under the sun, God has never changed. Christ has never changed. The Holy Spirit has never changed. And if we, the believers in God, have a Holy Spirit living inside of us, which we do because we believe, then we can see Jesus in everything, everywhere, all at once. So the question is will we open our eyes? Will we open our hearts? Will we open our ears to see and taste that the Lord is good? Because again, the way that we they, the way the way that they gonna know is how we love each other. Have you tasted and seen that the Lord is good? How do, how will people know that the Lord is good by how we show love one to another? And so again, you know, yeah, ain't nothing new. They say nothing new when it says don't be surprised when you fall into diverse temptations or diverse trials. You know, knowing that, you know, the Lord is with you. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be surprised. Been been happening. going to continue to happen. Don't be surprised. But honor your feelings. But roll those things up to God in the way that he has loved and shown us the compassion and the grace that he's shown us by his son, Jesus Christ, down on the cross and rising again for us. <clears throat> All right, listen, I'm done y'all. Thank y'all so much for spending a little bit of time with your boy today. I appreciate the four thousand likes that we've gotten today um you know, um some people in the eleventh hour just you know just going in on the on the like button. I really do appreciate y'all we appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart, as I always say. You know, you guys are the reason for the show. I just want to share some truth and some wisdom with y'all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful that you give me the opportunity to be able to do so with you all. And so thank y'all from the bottom of my heart for being able to be on this platform with you guys all this week. I want to thank y'all for your love. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your follows. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for your attentiveness. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for all that you have been doing for us guys cuz again, you know, I all we doing is just spit in truth. Y'all could literally be watching anybody else do anything else on this platform. So the fact that you spend a little bit of time with me, I don't take it lightly. I don't take for for granted and I'm greatly appreciative of all the time that y'all spend with me. Um, thank you for the um for the critique. Again, um, you know, if there's anything that I can do um, that you think can make this show better, don't don't hesitate to let me know. I'll write it down in my notes and see how to incorporate it in such a way to where we just further enhance how this show goes. But guys, I love y'all so, so much, and I really do appreciate um, all that y'all do um, and appreciate y'all for, uh, for you know, just, you know, helping your brother out. And it really, um, really makes all the difference in the world that you guys um, are here and allowing me to be able to spit truth and knowledge with you guys um so from the bottom of my heart i love y'all thank y'all so much for the love i really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart as always if you can't see the good be the good i love you guys peace out homies